0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective,
1: 2020 on Vision.
0: And on 2020 today, we are joined by a couple of special guests in the studio. We've got Zoe Noor, who is a clinical psychologist and CEO of Grace Homestead. Welcome to the studio, Zoe. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Matt. Thank you so much for having us. It's great to have you here. And I've just got your microphone on there. Just speak a bit closer to the mic if you could. So, uh, Zoe, for those who don't know about Grace Homestead, give us a bit of a snapshot about what you do.
2: Sure. So, we are a drug and alcohol rehab, but more so, we're a recovery Mm centre. So, we opened about two years ago. And, you know, after a while, we realised that it's just the issues are just so complex. there's women there, well, 75% of our residents have a domestic violence history. So we actually changed our name to Grace Homestead Recovery Centre to sort of um, encapsulate everything that's going on there.
0: And tell us a bit about how it all began. What was the the launch of it? You know, it, you know, it was kind of a dream in your heart for a while, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. So I was working um, in an AOD, alcohol and drug um, centre, um, and the women would come in week after week and get their 60 minutes of therapy Um, And then they go back into their really complex lives. And, you know, it's a little bit much to expect them to change their lives and undo all of those years of trauma with 60 minutes a week. So in my heart, I wanted to open a place where they could bring their children. So one of the barriers to them entering rehab was that they couldn't bring their children with them. So they'd kind of just sit in that really awful space um, and just put up with whatever was happening around them. So I wanted to create a space where they could bring their children and they could be away from all of those stresses um, and they can start to stabilise. And, you know, that stabilisation period, it takes six weeks sometimes before they even can just sort of decompress and go, okay, I'm ready to start working on all the stuff that brought me to use drugs and alcohol. Um, And it's a six-month program, so they've got a lot of time to start to undo all those years of trauma.
0: And I know that um you uh, really felt the name Grace Homestead was an important title. Tell us uh, gr- Grace, w- why was it called Grace?
2: Um I just think that you know we all deserve. <laughs> yeah. We deserve. We just even if we've done you know whatever mm. we've done in our lives, we deserve grace. So, mm. yeah.
0: And I'd love to know a bit more of your story as well, Zoe. Tell us a bit, a bit about your faith journey in your younger years.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um so I became a Christian when I was uh 14, mm-hmm. um, I had a, I guess, a difficult childhood myself mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that, that really got turned around so I really felt like that these women, you know, they deserve a second and a third and a fourth and mm. a fifth chance, mm. yeah.
0: And did you always have a dream in your heart when you were younger uh, that God was going to use you to, to do something like this?
2: Um, I always wanted to be a psychologist, I yeah, know that, yeah. yeah, I always wanted to um, sow into people's lives, so, mm. yeah. Yep.
0: And and are you still? Is it Catalyst Church? Is that what it's called at Ipswich? Yeah, yeah. still at Catalyst, mm-hmm.
2: still hanging out in Ipswich.
0: Yep. <laughs> Pastor Carl Mutzelberg there is a good friend of mine, and I remember uh, I preached there a while back, and that's when I got to, to meet you and yeah. find out about your dream for this uh, incredible organisation, and uh, and how is it funded? Is it is it uh, do you get government grants? Uh, how do people support it if they want to get behind it?
2: Thanks for asking, Matt. <laughs> So we have been running for two years and we haven't received any funding whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So we've got this amazing team of volunteers and they've just got the biggest hearts you could ever imagine. So we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they just keep sewing in week after week um, just with giving their time to, to see these women's lives turned around. Mm. Um, we have sat in front of a lot of politicians where you know it's a passion of mine that we should be changing the model of drug and alcohol recovery and child protection. This is a a dual issue. We need to be changing our model in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, Separating children from their parents is creating more trauma. It's creating more generations of trauma. It's not fixing the problem. And you know, there's some, some talks at the moment about child safety and removing children earlier from their parents. And in our already overburdened foster care system, that's not a solution. This is a solution. This is the blueprint of how we need to move forward with child protection and drug and alcohol treatment.
0: And I'm really curious, uh, particularly during COVID, I've heard of uh, a a rise in domestic violence in our nation as people have been locked down together and it's brought a lot of things to the surface. Um, Are you finding that in the circles you're working in?
2: Oh, absolutely. We know that the DV rate has increased Mm. uh, during COVID. Um, There are definitely more people reaching out for help at the moment. Mm. Yeah.
0: And you're seeing a, an incredible success rate uh, at Grace Homestead. Tell us a bit about the uh, success stories that, that you're seeing.
2: Yep. So I'm, I'm passionate about research and um, our success rate at the moment is 71% and that's much higher than other rehabs. Wow. Um, and we're dealing with really complex cases as well. So, you know, we're really just so amazed at, at what's happening out at Grace Homestead.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of domestic violence shelters Will not accept mothers who have an active substance use disorder, so they have no other option but to stay in abusive relationships. Yeah, how do you get around that? What's what's your ethos around that uh, circumstance?
2: Well, I guess that you know we're covering that in the recovery centre because we are bringing in women who have DV and co-occurring substance use disorders, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like you say, if they do have a substance use disorder, they're stuck. Mm. Um, you know, they can't go to a lot of shelters; just won't take them. Yeah, so they're stuck in that really dangerous situation.
0: Mm. And tell us a bit about the Christian aspect of uh, Grace Homestead. Uh, Is there, you know, regular Bible studies? Do you take them to church? You know, what's the, uh, you know, because some Christian rehabs are really full on, and some of them are kind of middle of the road. Where where would you say yours sits?
2: Yeah, so we're not a Christian rehab. Um, We operate on Christian principles. Red letter Jesus, you know. But, you know, we would never force anyone to go to Bible study or to to church. Um, I guess our ethos is that we show the love of Christ.
0: Mm. That's wonderful. And if people do want to make a donation and support, uh, uh, you know, this incredible cause, what's the best way to contact and, 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 you know, find out how to support?
2: So, we're running a GoFundMe campaign at the moment. So, we're reaching out to the community for their support. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone wants to donate, you can just go to the website um, and click on the GoFundMe link there. So, it's www.gracehomestead.org. Click on the, on the link there and you can learn more about the, the campaign through mm-hmm. there.
0: Wonderful. Well, we're on uh, Facebook Live at the moment, so hello to everyone on Facebook. Uh, Please uh, make a comment, let us know where you're watching from and share this on Facebook, and uh, please support Grace Homestead. It's a great organisation. So thanks to everyone on Facebook today. Now, we're going to bring in our next guest as well. Uh, Do you want to introduce your special guest you brought into the studio. This is like Oprah. Tell us, tell us who you brought in today.
2: <laughs> so uh, this is Tara. So Tara was one of our very first residents and just watching her journey, like we've just been in awe of how amazing she's done. So she graduated like 18 months ago um, and has just, uh, you know, stayed around and and pops in and she just brings in like, Joy when she comes in, like mm. the the res- current residents just love seeing her. Mm. She'll kind of just burst in the door and just like bring laughter and joy. And she's just made so many amazing steps in her life. So welcome, Tara.
0: Welcome Hi. along. Let me turn your microphone on there. Welcome along, Tara. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm well, thank you.
0: Great to have you along. So tell us a bit of your story. How did you get involved in Grace Homestead in the okay, first place?
3: So um, myself, I had I come from a, um, a history of childhood trauma myself. Um, my mother married not such a good man Mm -hmm. and um, I was only three at the time and um, so then going through life and then having no one in my side because back in those days everything shoved under the carpet where it should be Mm -hmm. but all that does is fester unaddressed trauma and so then that next thing led into drug addiction when I was 18 and then um, sort of went downhill from then and then went and got hooked on ice as well Um, that was for the the last six years of my drug use so um um and then th- going through the child safety system as well where they separated my son from me which was even more traumatic <laughs> um so I had child safety um luckily I had a really lovely um CSO um her name was Nancy and she helped me um get into Grace Homestead somehow a miracle of God she um heard of Grace Homestead so um when I heard about it, I thought that's where I need to be. Mm. And, um, and then I was reunited with my son, and life's been amazing ever since. Wow,
0: wow. So I can just imagine you're at rock bottom, you've got an addiction, you're, you're separated from your son. Yeah, Tell us what it was like reuniting with him at Grace Homestead.
3: Um, it was like a Miracle because I knew I was in the right place and I was doing, I just wanted to do everything that Zoe said because I knew if I followed what sh- she was saying, that I would be all right. Yeah, and um, just seeing Godric back and um, seeing my son back and just having him back in my life, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, it was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, Zoe, can I you can see, see any tissues on that side of the desk? I can't. <laughs> i no, <laughs> I'll be all right. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you're okay. Come prepared. Well, yeah. <laughs> you prepared. Know, it, and it's beautiful that you are, you know, I'm really touched to hear your story today um, because, like, I, I remember chatting to Zoe before it launched and, uh, you know, I've been involved in other rehabs a lot over the years and um, sadly I've come across many women with children who are in a similar circumstance to yours and they had nowhere to go. Mm. Uh, what an amazing... Uh, you know, miracle that Grace Homestead Such a miracle. can do what it does. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us practically what it was like. What 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 do you do when you first arrive and what, what stuff do you do every day? Like, is there a routine that you follow every day? What, yeah, what goes so on basically, inside? Basically,
3: um, so I don't actually have family in Australia. Um, so it was all kind of very, it was so good for me because I knew that there were other mothers there with me and there's always a staff member there. And it was like, being in a family unit. So you all prepare a meal together. You sit down and eat at the table together. Um, you do therapy together during the days and um, and you just go to sleep and you wake up and you have coffees in the morning and then people slowly waking up. It's just like a family. Yeah. And it was just exactly what I needed to, mm. to heal.
0: And you're talking about how it was a miracle of God and everything and I'm just curious to know, did you have any Christian faith beforehand?
3: I've always believed in a God and I've always prayed to God, but since um, going to Grace Homestead, I then discovered who Jesus was. Mm,
0: beautiful, beautiful. And was there a moment when you said, "Yep, I'm gonna leave it all behind and come to Jesus"? Like, was there? A- I
3: don't know the exact moment, but I always thought, like, if this is what Christianity does for people, then I want to be a part of it. Yeah,
0: it's good. You're making me cry now too, <laughs> um, Zoe. Let's. Uh, Let's talk to you again so I don't cry anymore. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Zoe, um, how many ladies have been impacted so far?
2: Um, so, we only take uh, three at a time. Uh-huh. So, we're, we, we're quite a small um, facility. Uh-huh. So, we take three at a time. We've had seven graduates come through um, and and we're still kind of connecting with those graduates in the community as well after they leave so we developed a stage five program uh where they could still come and get therapy as needed so they you know we've got an open door policy they can come back and join in group therapies Mm -hmm. um and then i think it's probably about 10 children as well that that have come through so a lot of them have come straight back from foster care into grace homestead and been reunited with their Mm. mums Mm.
0: okay and and how does it work financially? Do, do the ladies have to pay to be there?
2: Yep, What's so they pay a percentage of their Centrelink benefit, which mm-hmm. you know helps to cover things like um, food and electricity and those sorts of things. Um, and then the rest is just you know donation and uh, people volunteering their time. Mm. Yeah,
0: and I know that inside. Uh, You you have things like uh, group therapy and individual therapy. What what does the group therapy look like?
2: So we offer um, a range of group therapies. So at the moment we have um, something called DBT, which really looks at skills training in terms of how do I manage my emotions, how do I um, navigate conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our most recent programs is Shark Cage, which is uh, directly – for domestic violence, so Mm -hmm. teaching about, you know, human rights, what is abuse, um, how do I have healthy boundaries. Um, We've got circle of security, so attachment, so looking at, you know, how do I create a healthy attachment with my child, Mm -hmm. Um, and we have a clinical psychologist who does uh, individual therapy with the ladies as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's so good to hear uh, what uh, God is doing through uh, Grace Homestead, and I'm just curious to know as well uh, a bit about the... uh, Um, you know, when the girls get out, what's the process? Because I know that that's a big problem with rehabs, you know. In the rehab, they're in this bubble and it's all, you know, uh, but then when they have to transition back into the world, what kind of plan or process do you have in place for
2: that? So that's where our Stage 5 came from. So we wanted to create a space where it was a step-down approach so that they could live either nearby or you know, a little bit further away and travel back in so they continue to have that support. Um, and we have a partnership with Churches of Christ so that they will help find accommodation. And they've also got a family intervention program that they can um, help the ladies with, you know, for six months afterwards if they need.
0: Mm, wonderful. Well, we are going to open the phone lines now. You can call on 1-800-316-316. Maybe you've got a question for Zoe, who is the founder of Grace Homestead. Uh, Zoe is... Uh, the CEO and founder, and is a clinical psychologist. Uh, maybe you've got a question or a comment, or maybe you'd like to chat with Tara, who is a graduate of Grace Homestead, and maybe you want to congratulate her, or you know, just share your story. Maybe you've got a story of how you've had your life transformed, and we'd love to hear that today. Call through anytime. phone lines are open now on one 316 And uh, Tara, now that I've composed myself, and you've got some tissues, <laughs> let, let's let's go back to your story a bit. Uh, tell us a bit about. Your journey when you transitioned out of Grace Homestead, yeah. how how did things look for you, and how what was the support like?
3: I um I've named it myself. I've called it life after Grace. <laughs> 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 um, I decided to stay in the area, so close by. I only live twenty minutes uh, from Grace Homestead now, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I needed to stay connected because that's I just felt. It just changed my life completely that mm. I didn't want to go far away from that. Mm. So um, so I often do still pop into Grace Homestead to spend time with the current residents that are in there and um, just help make them meals and just spend time mm. and uh, to show them that, you know, there is hope. Yes, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Definitely. So it is good. And just the support, like everyone's just a phone call away, all the volunteers. They're like, I consider them my friends now mm. and I can call on them and they often counsel me if I've got you know, relationship problems or (laughs) Mm, mm. things I need to talk with, they're always there, Um, and the support is fantastic.
0: Yeah, that is wonderful. So good to hear. And what about your uh, uh, faith journey now? Uh, Are you connected to a church? How's that all looking?
3: Yeah, so I also uh, go to the Catalyst Church, and at the moment, we've just been online on Facebook and they do the live stream because yep. of the COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we go to the Catalyst Church and I keep the Bible on my table and I'm always talking to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> mm, wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I know that uh, the youth pastor there, Anton, has a, a great testimony as well. He used to be a drug addict and went through all sorts of uh, uh, you know, difficulties in his life and has a great, I've had him on the radio before, he's got a great testimony. And Pastor Carl. He's probably like Ned Flanders. He's like the straightest, you know, straight, straightest Christian you'll ever come across. He's a great guy, pastor's kid, you know, a good friend of mine, so I can I can call him that. But good old, good old Carl, he's a legend. Um, it's a great church. Uh, I remember during the 2011 floods they did a lot of work in the community as well. Uh, they do the cat money course out there as well yeah. for Christians Against Poverty. They do a lot of great work. Um, and tell us what it was like. After being at Grace Homestead and coming to Christ and then actually going to church for the first time after not being in church for many years, what was that experience like for you?
3: Um, Well, we were. um, I did, um, I don't know. It was just really good to be, like, connected to a community. Yeah, Like, it is really, like, they're just genuinely happy to see you when you go there. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just, I think of how I used to live before going through the Grace Homestead program, and I was, I I just, it's really scary to think how I was surviving each day but mm. no doubt God got me through and he led me to the right on the right path. Mm. Yeah.
0: And my guests in the studio are Zoe Noor, a clinical psychologist and CEO of Grace Homestead, and also Tara who is a graduate from Grace. Uh, we're talking about this uh, wonderful drug and alcohol rehab and uh, if you want to call through and ask a question, join the conversation, make a comment, call through on 1-800-316-316. And we've got Bill from Victoria. How are you, Bill? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you very much. And
4: and thanks for your program. Really appreciate uh, Zoe's and uh, Cara's input. My question is as to whether the organization works with Aboriginal women. And uh, if if so, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to make it uh, culturally and spiritually and contextually appropriate. but, But do you work with Aboriginal women at all? Do you take them in?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's about fourteen percent of our um, residents have been Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, um, and you know they are, um, you know, they vary in their culture. So we just need to be really mindful of everybody's um, different culture. Um, we can't just put them into sort of one group, um, and it's it's the same for um, other residents that come through. So you know, we. Have to make sure that we are respectful of everybody's spiritual journey. Um, so we, we do take people who are Muslims or Buddhists or whatever it may be, um, we're very respectful of that.
4: Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, I really appreciate that it's um, so- sometimes Christian detox places are very narrow and they make it very Christian y but not Christ like. And I appreciate you making it Christ like in, in terms of. Being open to all, all spiritualities, and, and often, often at a primitive level, with a, a lot of the spiritualities that you mentioned, and, and primitive Christianity, there is a lot of commonality, and, and Christ's love is very, um, you know, basic. And, and uh, how would you put it? Um, lo- love links a lot of those um, primitive, primitive spiritualities
0: together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Bill. Thank yeah, you so thank much you, for your call. Mate. Thank you.
0: All the best. Thank you. God bless. And we've got Karina from Brisbane on the line. How are you, Karina?
2: I'm
5: all right, Matt. I conquered my biggest fear of quitting smoking. I have been quit six months now.
0: You quit smoking six months ago. How are you feeling?
5: Oh, much better, Matt. It's been the worst the few months, but it's getting easier and easier each day now that I'm closer to the I'm now. Can say I'm a
0: non-smoker. Oh, that is wonderful, Karina. I remember meeting you, probably four or five years ago at the Pindari Women's yeah, Hostel in Brisbane. I've
5: been smoking for seven years, Matt. Seven years? <laughs>
0: My goodness, we're getting old. And so, how old are you now, Karina? I'm twenty-six. Twenty-six. So, so we met when you were nineteen, and you're at a a women's shelter in Brisbane, and I remember yep. you came to the soup kitchen and you, you came to Christ. Uh, and, and now you've finally kicked the uh, the smoking habit. Was that the hardest habit to kick?
5: It was. Mm. I've had alcohol addiction then. That was easy to quit. The smoking's been the hardest.
0: And I'm so blessed to hear you. you're you still tuning into Vision Radio. How does Vision help you through the day?
5: Just by listening to the Word of God and by and the songs are encouraging me to say quit.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Hey Karina, while well, we got you... I've oh,
5: got one request, Mark. One song I would like you to play is I Need a Miracle.
0: I Need a Miracle by Third Day. Best Band in the World. All right, we'll see if we can get that on for you. Um now Thanks. I'm just gonna put Grace uh, sorry, I'm gonna put Zoe on the spot here. Zoe's the CEO of Grace Homestead. Now Karina is a dear sister in the Lord to us and we've seen her go through so much over the years. Would you be able to just pray a blessing over Karina for us, Zoe? Is that okay?
2: Sure, I can do that.
0: All right. Is that okay, Karina? Can we pray for you?
2: Yeah, it's fine. Lord, we just thank you so much for Karina. We thank you, Lord, that she has uh, just been filled with your love and your glory so that she could step through the storm of quitting smoking. And, Lord, we just thank you for her journey into the future, Father. We thank you that you guide her steps and that you just wrap her in your love. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank Amen. you, Karina. Uh, see ya. God bless. And uh, if you want to call three phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. And I'll tell you another reason why Karina is dear to my heart is that she also has cerebral palsy. My son Josh has cerebral palsy, and it's his 15th birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Josh. Happy <laughs> birthday, And uh, I remember when Karina first started coming to our soup kitchen and she met uh, Josh and... Uh, you know, she was a bit further on the journey than he was, and you know, he, he gets bullied at school. He can't run as fast as the other kids. You know, it's a it's a tough thing having CP, and and she just put his put her arm around him and said, "You'll be right, mate. <laughs> You'll be right. I, I've I've made it so far. You'll make it." You know, <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, isn't this just church?" You know. Yeah. When people from all different backgrounds, no matter what disability, no matter what addiction, no matter what background, we can love each other and support each other, you know. And Good on you, Karina. Thank you for uh, your call. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316. We've got Shane from WA. How are you, Shane?
6: Very good, thank you. Uh, I, uh, I found for a, a long time up until when my mum... Passed away, and there was no immediate family around me. I got to a stage where I I had to make a decision in my life. after being a Christian for many years, whether or not to continue smoking marijuana or alcohol and see cigarette smoking at the same time. And I couldn't afford either either because the, um, the the alcohol was going up and the cigarettes are going up. I'm still a smoker, but. Um, and I was hanging around the wrong crowd and it just didn't sit right with me My one morning and I just got to the stage, I blacklisted uh, the friends I was with and I felt freed up from that moment onwards and I just really cried out to the Lord afterwards that day uh, as hours went on to just set me free from the marijuana and, and I just relied on Christ and um, I, rec- I recently found that I didn't actually accepting fully into my heart recently i've been experiencing more of the love of god in my heart just recently
0: shane that is so good to hear mate of uh, you being set free from that and uh zoe any any advice for shane on his journey and where he's at right now what what would you say to someone in his situation
2: i think um compassion for yourself Hmm. it's definitely a journey um You know, some people can be set free right in that moment, and then still have things that they need to sort of work through. So, just be compassionate to yourself, and you know, keep reaching out to the the things that give you strength.
0: And I I think uh, Shane also brought up a good point that he was hanging around the wrong crowd. I think hanging around the right kind of people, like I often say at our soup kitchen, I say, if you hang around dogs, you end up with fleas. (laughs) You hang around turkeys, you end up gobbling. (laughs) You hang around eagles, you end up flying, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. Good on you, mate. All right, Shane. Well, we pray that the Lord will continue to help you get set free and uh, and keep walking in victory, mate.
6: Well, it's not many meters away that I can go and buy the marijuana. So from where I live, so um, if I could get any get any uh, help, possibly to, to make sure I stay away from that, because it's always a temptation.
0: Well, mate, you've you've just had a whole nation of. People listening to you share that, and I'm sure everyone is going to be praying for you to stay strong. And uh, you know, the Bible says, "Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil." That's part of the Lord's prayer. You just keep praying that every day and and uh, standing firm on uh, on what God's called you to do. Hey, you bet, mate. Thank you. Good on you, Shane. God bless. God bless you too, mate. Wonderful program. I love
6: I love Vision Radio. I've been listening till the last two days straight. I've not had any sleep. <laughs>
0: Good on you, mate. Well, try and have a good rest today. eh? Maybe after the show you can have a snooze. Yeah, that's it. God bless you, mate. Thanks for your call.
6: Thank you. Bye. God bless.
0: And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316. And uh, I'm just curious to know, Zoe, a bit about the different uh, struggles people are going through before they come into Grace Homestead and... And has it gotten worse this year since COVID? Uh, just speak to that for us for, for a little bit.
2: Yeah, so by the time um, the women come to us, their, their, their affairs are in a mess, basically. Mm. So, you know, often in that first six weeks, there's a whole lot of unpicking to do. We kind of call it cleaning up your backyard. Mm. Um, so they come to us with, you know, outstanding debts and fines and legal matters. Um, often health health conditions that haven't been well cared for. Um, We've had quite a few pregnant mums come through. So making sure that they're getting antenatal care, um, you know, making sure that they're linking in with their child safety uh, officer. So there's just so much to sort of unpack in that first little while. And it's kind of a balance between um, stabilisation. So giving them the skills to be able to cope with distress, but also starting to Unpack some of the really pressing needs mm. that are going on in their lives.
0: Mm. Wonderful, and I'm just looking at the website here. Uh, if people want to search up Grace Homestead, they can find uh, you know all the information. But I'm just curious to know a bit about the group therapy. We touched on it before, but you you do things like relapse prevention. Yep. Now that's so important because we we all know when people have had an addiction. You know, just like Shane was saying, you can just go over the road and get the stuff again, you know. Yeah. Um, relapse prevention, what what do you guys do uh, in your group therapy for that?
2: So we start that basically from week one. Mm. Um, so relapse prevention starts right at the beginning. Um, so in the group program, we look at, what you know, what are my triggers? What How will I know if I would be likely to use again? What are my early warning signs? And then what can I do? Mm. So what are my strategies? How am I going to manage if if I am triggered? Um, and we've got this uh, this thing where we sometimes go, well, I'm, re- I'm all better now, I'm recovered and I'm never going to use again. And that's actually a really dangerous place to be mm. because you then put yourself in situations that maybe you can't handle. So it's about teaching women to sort of, you know, hold that middle line of, you know, I am recovered and I could possibly lapse at some time in the future so I need to be really careful about that. Mm. So it's, an, it's a lifelong process. Mm.
0: And of course you're talking about uh, drug addiction, but we need to take that advice on for all addictions, whether it be a food addiction or a porn addiction or a you know and you know a social media addiction, you know whatever we've got to, we've got to think about what triggers us because that, that's what happens to us, isn't it you know As soon as we have this problem happen or that problem happen, it triggers us, and we think, oh, I'm going to go back to that old behaviour pattern and that's where I'm going to find, I'm going to numb the pain. Yeah. Um, but the good news is is when you're on the right path, you don't need anything to numb the pain because you've, you've got hope for the future, don't you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's about teaching people to be able to sit through distress because the storms are going to come yeah, in life. Yeah, that's right. We will never promise that they weren't going to come. Um, and it's about us being you know, firm and, and being able to sit through those. And the more that we do that, the stronger that we, we become, but the more that we run away from that, like the bigger those issues become and the more fearful we are of those issues. So mm. it's about facing facing our fears, walking through our fears, walking through distress. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Another thing that you, go, you girls tackle is dialectical behaviour therapy.
2: Yeah.
0: Tell us what that's all so about. So
2: that's the DBT that I was talking about a little earlier. So it just teaches women... Um, Emotion regulation. So, you know, what are my emotions? What would I feel like if I was anxious? What would my body be doing if I was anxious? Um, And as soon as we can uh, identify those earlier warning signs, then we can start to put our strategies in place earlier. Mm. Yeah, Mm.
0: Wonderful. And then another thing that you you tackle is living skills. Uh, Is that just a lot of practical uh, training?
2: Yeah, it is practical. So we've got this amazing range of women that come through. Um, Some of them don't know how to cook at all. Um, Other ones teach us how to cook. So we had this amazing uh, resident who came and made us panna cottas and was, you know, just... Oh,
0: I'm hungry now. That sounds good.
2: Yeah, and just making the most amazing cake. So we've got this really um, wide range of skills and we just, uh, you know, target it to their level. Mm. So, um, you know, sometimes we need to teach about budgeting and um, cooking and cleaning and those sorts of things. And like I said, sometimes they teach us.
0: Yeah, I got a great idea, great marketing idea. Yes. Grace Homestead <laughs> Cooking Show. How good would that be, hey? Make some nice panicotas, yes. do it put it on YouTube, it'll go viral, you know? Um and, and Tara, how's your cooking skills now after Grace Homestead? Was it was that something you uh
3: improved? It was something that I <laughs> I absolutely loved because uh, the first resident, um, she was amazing. She was a pastry chef and she's the one that made the panna cottas. And she also, for Christmas, made these gingerbread houses from scratch. Mm. And I've never seen something so amazing in my life. So I've now adopted that as my new uh, ritual for Christmas. I make everyone everyone, um, gingerbread houses from scratch. They're amazing. They're amazing.
0: You should have brought some in for taste (laughs) testing. Um, Now, we do have 10 minutes left, so let me just mention to the listeners if you want to call, now's the time. 1 800 316 316. Maybe you've got a question about addiction. Maybe you've got a story of being set free from addiction. Uh, Maybe you'd like to find out more about Grace Homestead. Call now, 1 800 316 316. And uh, and Tara, I'm also curious about the parenting training uh, that they do in the group therapy there. Uh, your little fellas five now yes tell us a bit about uh, how you've improved as a mum uh, because parenting with little little ones is always a challenge uh, tell us how how uh, how that's impacted you and and your son
3: um so just basically learning how to have a proper routine for when you have children so mm. uh, bathing them every night and then set meal times at the table so it's like a family unit um, and then getting them off to daycare Um and just, yeah, just learn. Those routines are very important. I think when you're a little one and especially a recovering mother, those um, routines help keep normality in your life mm. and uh, helps give them structure and they feel secure in those routines.
0: Mm. Wonderful. And does your little fella enjoy church? He does. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
3: he does. He loves um. At home, he usually has music therapy. I give him his own iPhone and he listens to his music. It's usually Wiggles, but when he doesn't want Wiggles, it's usually Hillsong Worship.
0: Ah, cool. (laughs) Now, I just had a thought. Here at Vision Christian Radio, we have this uh, great uh, DVD series called Superbook. Have you heard of Superbook at all? No, I haven't. Oh, you're going to love it. So when we go today... Uh, I'm going to take you out to Vision Store, and I'm going to grab you a free copy of uh, one of the Superbook DVDs. Great, your nice. little fella's going to love it. Great. My kids Thanks. have grown up watching Superbook. It's all Bible stories, you know, kind of like Toy Story animated stuff. It's really good quality, and uh, it's. Uh, I've actually learnt a lot about the Bible from Superbook, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I use it in my preaching. So, uh, so make sure we remember to do that before we go oh, today, dear. Tara. Thank we want to bless you with that for your little fella. Uh, now, if you want to call through, phone lines are open. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. And we've got Megan uh, from Tasmania. Hey, Megan, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. Have you got a question or a comment?
7: I've just got a comment. I just wanted to give some people out there that have called through today a little bit of hope. Um, I was actually set free from addiction nearly three years ago um, from ice and uh, methamphetamine and marijuana. So I just wanted people to know that when you keep reaching out for God and the right support networks around you, you can beat it. Mm. You can, you can, you can beat it, and God will take it away for you. You just can't do it in your own strength. You've got to do it through Jesus' strength. And I just want to give people out there a bit of hope, especially in today's society and today's world. It's it's really hard on people. People mm. are hurting, and people are looking to to numb the pain. And believe me, I've been there too. But but stand firm and keep talking to God, and He knows your heart and that it can happen and you can do it yeah. and i uh, just wanted to share that i guess
0: and tell us your story how did you get set free did you have a did you go to rehab or was it oh, just
7: oh no rehab didn't work for me i did it on the outside i think i'd had enough trauma and i uh, my father had died and i was be- becoming a single parent and i just i just couldn't i hated the life i hated i knew it was wrong and i knew it wasn't what god had you know planned for me and it just brought so much pain. Mm. It just brought the pain, and your conscience just was getting killed a little bit more a little bit more. And I'd reached the end of my rope. I truly had. After my father had died, I I really did not like myself at all. Mm. And I really had to call out to God, and, and just I wanted to give up. You know, I really did. And to anyone out there who's listening... I know that feeling, but you can hang on. You've just got to hang on, and He will do the rest of the work for you. And here we are, nearly three years later. Um, yeah, that is awesome, train. Megan.
0: What a great testimony. And yeah. I love you, you. You said earlier that you know you can't do it in your own strength. You need to do it with the the strength of Jesus. And you know, yeah. um, Amen. there's a, a girl that's you been really coming uh, volunteering at our, our church for a while, and she has a shirt that has a picture of Jesus on it, and it says. Put down the drugs Give Jesus a hug <laughs> That's a great, a great shirt But that, that sums it up That's Doesn't gold. it eh?
5: <laughs> That's gold And look It's not going to be easy
7: Like it's never easy But God will guide you Through every little bit of layer That you've been covering up With, with medicating And he will guide you Through each step of trauma That you have been through And he will give you the strength to do that. You can't do it in your own strength. For me, you have to do it in Jesus' strength. And, you know, my my little boy now has a a happy and healthy mum who can give him the best future because he's, you know, God's gift to me. So, you know, just just hang on. And God bless you and your work, sweetheart. I've only heard briefly of what you do. It was called
2: Grace. Is that right, Grace? Yeah, so it's Grace Homestead Recovery Centre. Well, well
7: done, and oh, I well hope to uh, you. bless all of your workers, bless all your workers too, because, you know, uh, it's a hard job, and um, let's just pray for other people
0: out there. Can we pray? Can we do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you can pray, Megan, if you like, yeah?
7: Okay, so Father God, we just thank you for this moment. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for the people that we have around us, and we lift anyone up more that's suffering from addictions and that are in a lot of pain. God, we love you. We thank you for carrying us through this really hard time and I'll always be etern- eternally grateful for what you've done in mine and my son's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We've got David on the line. How are you, David? You're from uh, Murray Bridge in South Australia. Have you got a question or a comment?
1: Uh, just a comment um some years ago i'm 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 an old uh, old fellow of about sixty seven now um but some years ago back when I was eighteen twenty um I became an alcoholic and uh it annoys me sometimes when on the radio they say um that they talk about drugs but they that they they, they they don't talk about alcohol as being an addictive drug mm. um I came out of it because one man one man preached Christ and uh, um, I went to AA and they their thing was God as you know him. That was their line, they're not allowed to preach to you, but God as you know him. And I had had Christian endeavor as a child, so I went back looking for God and by God's grace found him in a, in a church that was truly faithful to the word, uh, received Christ, and with after six months' battle with the Lord, was able to give it up, haven't touched her since.
0: Wow. What a great story, mate. Thank you so much for your call.
1: No worries. And uh, just that uh, if anybody else, uh, like people are saying, if we trust Christ, he can do it in us. And it doesn't matter what the drug, whether it's alcohol, tobacco, whatever, narcotics, whatever, um, God will do it. Like, like oh, I just want to support what everybody is saying on that.
0: Good on you, David. God bless you, mate. Have a good one. God bless. Bye. And uh, we better wrap it up there, girls. It's uh, almost time uh, to uh, wrap it up today. But, uh, Zoe, it's been such a privilege to have you in the studio. And, Tara, thank you so much for sharing your story as well. Uh, Zoe, if people want to support your GoFundMe campaign, uh, what's the best way to follow it up?
2: So they can go to the website and just click on uh, the GoFundMe link. So if they go to gracehomestead.org, click on GoFundMe link, then they can read more about it and support us there.
0: And you need volunteers?
2: Yeah, we do. So we have been impacted a little bit by COVID. Um, So we are looking for volunteers, people who have got uh, experience either as social workers or psychologists, um, but also support workers, so people with um, some experience uh, supporting people and helping people.
0: Mm, Wonderful. And Tara, it's been uh, so good to uh, have you in the studio. Make sure we go and grab that superbook now, okay? Sounds good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks for your time.
7: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Vision Media. To find out
0: more about us,
7: go to vision.org.au.